You are listening to the Gable Media Continuing Education Podcast Feed, the most entertaining and convenient way for AEC professionals to get continuing education credits, including AIA-approved courses. As a Gable member, just listen and follow the link in the show notes to take a brief quiz and obtain your credit today. Enjoy. Imagine if George Lucas had introduced the movie Star Wars to the world in 1977 without Luke Skywalker. I guess the movie would have consisted of a whole bunch of different rebel characters running around fighting a bunch of Imperial soldiers in some sort of galactic civil war. On the surface, it may still sound like a viable movie. I think I've actually seen worse. But think about the actual plot of the movie that was released. Without Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Princess Leia, Han Solo, R2-D2, Darth Vader, and almost all of the other characters lose half, if not all of their meaning in the film. Without Luke in the climactic scene, you know, the one where he fires the photon torpedoes from his X-Wing into the exhaust port and blows up the Death Star. Without Luke, none of the other pilots would have had anyone to rally around. Han Solo would have had no reason to come back, and the Rebels would have no hope. Fast forward 40 years, and I'd bet that Star Wars, without Luke Skywalker, would have been a one-off movie rather than becoming a $10 billion movie franchise. Now imagine that Southwest Airlines was simply out to be a low-cost airline instead of fundamentally existing to give people the freedom to fly and connect the common man to what's most important to them. Here's Herb Kelleher giving a practical example of how that purpose is applied. And that we compete with ground transportation, not other airlines. We got to the point in the Dallas-San Antonio market back in the 1970s where Braniff's standard coach fare was $62. And our pleasure class fare, the evening and weekend fare, was $15. Well, of course, shareholders would write in and say, we've noticed this discrepancy. Don't you think you have the latitude to increase your fare to $18 or $20 against $62? We'd say, no, you don't understand the philosophy on which we're built. In other words, $15 is what it costs to drive the car. Yeah, less than it costs to drive the car, exactly. I'm Jeff Eccles, and you're listening to Episode 6 of the Build Your Brand Podcast. If you missed any of the earlier episodes, you can go back and listen to all the episodes in order. Build Your Brand is the podcast miniseries where I explore how the best brands in the world think differently and act differently on their way to becoming the best and what you can learn from them because no matter the size, the journey is the same. I've spent a lot of time in previous episodes of this season talking about the purpose that drives everything at Southwest Airlines. Purpose gives clarity. It gives reason. It provides the theme for the plot of your brand's story. But we need characters. When you read a good book or watch a good movie, the thing that draws you into the story is your ability to identify with the main character of the story. Over the course of the first five episodes of the season, we've been learning about why it's critical that your brand and your brand story be about your customers, not you. And we've talked about several ways that Southwest Airlines has engaged with their customers to do just that. 
In episode five, I told you that you cannot be the hero of your own story, at least not if you want your clients to pay attention to your story. None of us wants to listen to anyone that spends all their time telling stories about themselves. So who's your hero? Who's your Luke Skywalker? Southwest Airlines has a very clear purpose. They have the theme for the story, but they still need someone to rally around. Who is that someone? In practical business terms, that someone is their ideal customer. Southwest Airlines' ideal customer is that one person that gives them the reason to do what they do. That one person that they built their purpose for. Katie Riley is one of Southwest Airlines' ideal customers. Last Christmas was my first Christmas away from my family. I couldn't really afford to go home for Christmas because I could only get four days off of work. One evening in November, my phone went off right before I was going to bed and it was Southwest in their Dean Fair alerts. It was available to go to Chicago for Christmas for those four days. So I decided to call my friend and tell her that we were going to surprise my parents and that she was going to pick me up from the airport and we were going to film the whole thing. And I hadn't been home in six months and my mom was extremely upset that I wasn't going to be there for the holidays. My mom's reaction was priceless. She was crying. She cried for a good almost two hours. It was the best Christmas gift I could have ever given them. And without Southwest, there was no way I was going to be able to go home and give that to them. It was good. It was a very, very good Christmas. Without their ideal customer, Southwest Airlines would essentially be engaged in a decades-long fair war with every other airline in the galaxy. I know that reality dictates that not every client you work with is someone you'd consider to be ideal, but we should aspire to that. Introducing Luke Skywalker to Star Wars may have been the difference between a multi-million dollar movie and a multi-billion dollar franchise. Defining an ideal customer and giving Southwest leaders and employees someone to serve and rally around may have been the difference between being just another low-cost airline, and becoming the only airline to turn a profit every year for more than 45 years running. One important character in the Southwest Airlines saga is Colleen Barrett. She rose from being Herb Kelleher's legal secretary in the days before the birth of the airline to eventually becoming president of Southwest Airlines. Colleen was so committed to the cause that she once famously said, don't ever take a job, join a crusade. Find a cause that you can believe in and give yourself to it completely. I'm pretty sure Colleen Barrett would have played one of the rebel pilots in Star Wars. So, do you have a Luke Skywalker? Have you ever defined who your ideal client is? Who does your firm fight for and rally around? If you've never thought about who your ideal client is, think about the client you enjoy working with the most. Think about the client that respects you and what you do. Think about the client that values you. Think about the client that you do your best work for. Then, think about that client's name. Shouldn't we know our ideal client's name 
and do everything that we do for that person, it humanizes what we do and it gives us a specific person to rally around. And it's a lot easier to tell a story about a specific person rather than the idea of a person. Even fiction writers make up characters and name them so they can tell their story. Early in the life of Southwest Airlines, they faced existential threats at every turn. At the very outset, Braniff, TransTexas, and Continental Airlines joined forces to file a restraining order to prevent the upstart airline from ever getting off the ground. The case went to the court and Southwest lost. When they appealed the verdict, they lost that fight too. The board of directors almost gave up and the airline nearly folded, but Herb Kelleher was committed to the cause and convinced everyone to go one more round. Southwest won their case in the Texas Supreme Court, but even then, the larger airlines weren't done. They took the case all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. I don't know if Herb could have even convinced the board to go yet another round. But fortunately, the highest court refused to even hear the case. Eventually, the Federal Civil Aeronautics Board approved the new airline, and Southwest was cleared to fly. It takes a different kind of focus to endure those kinds of challenges, just to get your business off the ground. I'll let our correspondent, Don Porta, explain. Hi, Don. Hi, Jeff. Herman Rollin didn't set out to start just another low-cost airline, did they? Not at all. I'd say that in a way, they really weren't thinking about starting an airline at all. They wanted to make life easier for the people that were riding buses and driving on highways. That's a different approach. Why those people? Well, the vast majority of the people flying at that time were either flying on their own company's expense account or they were part of the upper class. Herb and Rollin knew there were many, many more people that couldn't afford to fly. They knew there were people like Katie Riley, who we heard from earlier in the episode, who weren't able to do things like go home for Christmas because driving took too long and flying was out of reach. So we're back to the idea of giving people the freedom to fly and connecting them to what matters. And they had a very specific person in mind. People like Katie. Right. You've been using the Star Wars example throughout this episode, so we could say that Southwest Airlines became just like the Rebel Alliance in a very real way. They stood up to the empire of legacy airlines to bring democracy to air travel. Thanks for humoring me there. Of course. And they continue to rally around heroes like Katie Riley. Exactly. Thanks, Dawn. You're welcome, Jeff. That's correspondent Don Porta, who you'll hear from from time to time on the Build Your Brand podcast. When decisions have to be made, everything from what in-flight refreshments to serve, to whether to raise fares by a couple of dollars, to introducing new fees like all the other airlines, Southwest has always focused on people like Katie Riley and the other 174 people that will be on her flight. And they asked, what will make life better for Katie? What if you had that kind of focus? What if you named an ideal client, really got to know that client, what they need 
what they value, what success looks like to them, how you can help them achieve success. What would you and your firm do differently day in and day out if your purpose was to rally around your Katie Riley? These are questions and answers to questions that not only cost you nothing, but may very well open up new areas of opportunity for you. Earlier this season, I introduced Miss Moyer's 8th grade language arts class. Since experts tell us we need to communicate at an 8th grade level, I wanted to know what 8th graders think about the way architects communicate. I asked my teenage consultants to imagine they needed to hire an architect and to look at a few websites with me. (laughs) Kind of building off what he said, like, it sounds very sugar-coated and, like, it doesn't sound as professional, not professional, but, like, for lack of better words, professional than, like, compared to the other ones. Okay. I think what uh, the one is kind of it like you could kind of relate it to like a snobby tv stereotype okay. in a way because you mean, you mean like people that like really fancy stereos is that what you mean <laughs> or, or you mean a, a stereotype yeah okay gotcha yeah. sorry <laughs> i'm not understanding at an eighth grade level sorry I'm still about six. these are some pretty good oh. bose speakers there <laughs> uh but with the words it uses it's it so, I mean, where I said it was like kind of a higher point in cost, uh, like first and foremost, if they're building like if they're building stuff like they showed in the uh, pictures, then yeah, I could see using that. But a lot of people need architecture just for functionality instead of looks, really. So, depending on what they are shooting at, they could. Uh, write it differently. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's it's important for us to understand that, like you said, different people have different needs, right? And different architects do different type of work. So someone may design a church and someone may design a school and a firehouse and a office building and a hospital. And probably not one of these firms that we're looking at does all of those things. So we, in, in my world, we call that their target market. This is what they focus on. So that's a really good point. I mean, that's, that's what you're talking about is this may not apply to, um, to a building for a not-for-profit organization or for a church or something like that, but it may for a fancy corporate headquarters or a fancy house or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I kind of agree with the same statement that, like, I couldn't see either of these people really designing something such as, like, as you said, a church because, yeah, it just doesn't really have the same feel for it because, yes, yeah, it's not really the style of the buildings. Like, I could see someone building, like, a hospital or a fancy, like, headquarters for, like, a big... Museum. Yeah, or a museum, yeah, and just really a smaller, more, like, everyday building You just can't see this, really. They identify very quickly, and with brutal honesty, explain how not everything they see makes sense for all types of clients and all types of architecture. 
And that's okay, right? Luke Skywalker and the Rebels didn't fight for every cause in the galaxy. They fought against the oppression of the Empire. The question is, what are you fighting against? Who is the hero that you're fighting for? Are you fighting for comfort and peace as Jill resists the horrific disease attacking her body in the cancer treatment center you're designing? Are you fighting against the disruption and distraction that's tugging at all the members of the Olsen family, even in the home you've designed for them? Taking a page from the Southwest Airlines battle plan, understanding exactly who your ideal client is and what you're helping them accomplish can bring real clarity, not only to your brand and your brand story, but to your business model as well. What does your ideal client need or want that no one else is giving them. Before I wrap up this episode, I have to say thank you to our sponsors. Without their support, the Build Your Brand podcast wouldn't be possible. And a special thank you to Miss Moyer's eighth graders at Raymond Park Middle School in Indianapolis, Indiana for their unbridled candor and enthusiasm. Join me in episode seven of the Build Your Brand podcast as I dig deeper into what it means from a practical standpoint for Southwest Airlines to give people the freedom to fly and how a business can decide what's important enough to their customers that they should actually change the way that they do business.